I mean, one of the obvious low-hanging fruit is the language that you use. So when I first worked or started with Tonal and was looking at their programs, they have things like lean up, lose weight, and all those things that don't represent an end goal or empowerment. And I work with a sociologist who's a close friend and colleague, and we're always looking at the nuances of language, especially when you're entering into a masculine environment. So the first low-hanging fruit is just looking at the positivity around the language and not instigating a masculine trait in that feedback. Welcome to the Superset Podcast, episode 45. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Man, you really punched the 45 there. Yeah, it's almost 50, so (laughs) I was really Really, excited. I was 45 and said I was almost 50. You kept telling me that that wasn't true. Well, but... And now... That's a few weeks from now it will be true. Not a whole entire year from now it'll be... Or five years from now it will be true. The truth comes out. Now we realize the whole time I was 45, 46, you were like, this guy's almost 50. No, that's not at all. Like, you're totally twisting everything. But that is what you do, mister. What do I do? You just literally said 45 (laughs) is almost 50. And I called you on it. And now you're trying to blame the victim. I am saying there's a difference between weeks and five years. and, And I think it's dangerously close to elder abuse oh my god <laughs> of course you do <laughs> so what are we doing here what is happening i was just talking about your elder abuse <laughs> so you were very excited about this week's interview oh my god so excited you were like nerding I was out nerding out to every incredible level that was almost like the first time i met peter tork or joel hodgson i mean my hands my palms were sweaty yeah like it was real the nerd in me was out, and it was because we were interviewing the great Stacy Sims. <laughs> I have such a girl crush on her. She's amazing. <laughs> so I want to be like her when I grow up. For people who don't know, or people who are like, why do I know that name? <laughs> so she wrote the book Roar and Next Level, which Tonal what was their read between the rep selection a little while back Mm -hmm. and you devoured it Mm -hmm. and then devoured the next one Mm -hmm. and found it very informative well and also dr stacy sims is one of the advisory board members for the tonal strength institute so she is just like the foremost person on like all of the studies being done about women and how we react to exercise and nutrition and how that is different than men. And she's always like her whole TED talk is women are not small men. Right. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thankful for that. Well, so me and you both. (laughs) (laughs) So besides a wonderful interview with Stacey Sims. Yes. uh, What do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to talk about the exciting new features that have been dropping. Mm. uh, And we are going to talk about all the places that Tonal has been in the news. Plus, there's new content. We have some updates for the coaches. What's going on with them? Tonal talks that have happened. We got to talk about and what's going on with the book club and just in case you missed it. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review so people that come along after you know we're worth checking out. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash superset podcast. While you're there, like the page and join the group. And of course, you can watch all of these episodes if you are so inclined on YouTube and our YouTube channel. It's named after our original podcast, The Clip Out. It's youtube.com slash The Clip Out. So swing on by there and you can actually stare into our deep, whatever color eyes we have, eyes. <laughs> it's hard to tell from these, these yes. cameras. You got to. But we do have eyes, I swear. So uh, anyway, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Look who's talking about Tonal. From the Tonal blog, an interesting post about how to run faster. 
Yeah, so... <laughs> I know this is near and dear to your heart. It is, but it's... Okay, so it's actually a whole new series that Tonal is doing called The Why Behind the Workout. Okay. And and so the first one that they had was the Strength for Runners program with Coach Woody. And they talked about, like, why she designed it specifically the way she did. And yes, this is something I am very excited about because it explains that the some like Woody's workout was very all of the different workouts were very simplistic, Mm -hmm. but so effective. And it's a lot of bilateral or unilateral movements rather. And so you're working on kind of like strengthening each leg, each arm individually, which overall is going to make you a better runner. I said in like three seconds, an incredibly oversimplistic version (laughs) of how this blog explains it. So the blog goes through detailed and explains it much, much, much better than I just did. But the point is they're going to be having this series on a lot of different workouts so that you can understand why the coach designed them the way they did. And I think think that's incredible. I think that's great. And like, I think I really like the idea behind the one about like how to be a better golfer, right? Like it's like, I could not care less about golf. But it's just fascinating. But yeah, like that, that I'm like, but oh, that's something I'm sure a lot of people want to know. Like it's, you know, it's not just about the momentum or your follow through. Like you also just need some some strength going on there. Precisely. And, but I'm sure it probably also helps with balance and things like that. So it's like, I think that's very clever idea behind a program and see that kind of matriculate out to different paradigms, I think is pretty cool. I agree. When it comes to golfing in particular, it's really interesting because people in general, just never move in a side to side fashion. Like we just, we have no reason to twist unless you're making a point to do it. So for people who are, or or if you're chubby checker, (laughs) but if you're a person who is looking to like, just start with golf, like you have really nothing that you need to get started. Just if you, if you don't exercise at all and like tonal so great about like bringing all those things together. Yeah, especially I feel like with golf, there's this kind of notion that like, oh, you can, you know, have a beer belly and sit out there, you know, and it's like, I mean, you can. It's but, still a lot of work. But yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of walking. Absolutely. <laughs> so Tonal has been doing this thing, the Strength Made Me campaign, where they spotlight different different members of the Tonal community. And they've come upon their last one and for this campaign. My guess is I wouldn't be surprised to see it come back. But yeah. for the moment, their final one. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to pronounce his name or because I will say it wrong, right. but he's also known as X. So we're going to we're, we're going to go call X, him X. That's easier for us. And I, I won't <laughs> I won't mess it up and be incredibly rude, which is what how I always feel. But it's really cool because he transitioned and he wanted to look the way he feels on the inside. And he feels like Tonal has helped him do that. And I just think that is so empowering. Yeah. A really great message. We all want to feel on the outside the way we feel on the inside. That's always the goal. So I think that's amazing. And I just like, I wasn't a big fan of this video because the guy's doing a, that front barbell deadlift thing with your throat that I can't stand. You get stand, so mad and, I get so he, and mad you made at. it look so he, easy. He's over here like, what about it? <laughs> like, <"You> dick. <laughs> and I also have to say that X has channeled his confidence into becoming a voice for those who need one as a transgender rights activist. So that is really, really cool. And you can hear all that story. It's all out there over on uh, Tonal's official page in Facebook. Tonal is looking for your feedback, and they would like to know your thoughts on having the coach do the moves with you versus kicking over to demos of different coaches doing the moves, because apparently... That's really important to some people. Wow, it really is. Like there are some heated debates yeah. about this. I, you know, Kate was like, oh, there's been some lively threads in the community. Well, that's a very nice way to put it. Yes. And God bless Tonal for allowing people to air the way they feel and to <laughs> <laughs> to always be supportive of that. It is very important to do is this their version of the pause button um i think that it is yeah a lot of people so so it's interesting because depending on when you got your tonal you don't even know that there's another way (laughs) so for those of us who've had our tonals for a while there was only always one way to do it and that's where the coaches had other people demo their moves it would just cut to b-roll of different instructors and it rotates 
sometimes like you might have coach Jackson doing, you might take a thing with coach Liz and then coach Jackson is doing the deadlift. And then the next set of deadlifts, it could be Nicolette or Liz herself or whatever. Exactly. And so then they started doing kind of these live beta workouts. And the idea was that the coach is doing the workout with you. And those were very popular. So Mm -hmm. they started doing more and more of those, but they want to figure out a good way to make distinctions as they post these to be able to say, there's this kind and there's this kind. And, yeah. and at a glance, you will know what they mean by their labels. Sure. Um, so that's what they're looking for feedback on. And I think that it's really good to for everybody to give that feedback. And I'm glad that it doesn't sound like either is going away. Yeah. It just sounds like they're looking for a way to make it more clear at a moment's glance. My guess is when the coach is doing it with you, people feel more like they have an actual personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference? It's funny that you say that because I, I have had a personal trainer one time in my life and it was not a good experience. But when I did, the personal trainer was not working out with me. So I don't I don't even think that that's true. Right. <laughs> I think that is the mindset, though. Right. Anyway, I don't have a preference. I like both and I like them for two different reasons, yeah. you know, and I, it sounds like you have a very strong preference. I like when it toggles back and forth. And so why is that? Because, and maybe this isn't always true, but I found that like, at least in the ones I've landed on where the coach does it with you, if you do your set a little faster than the coach, you can't just go to the next thing. It seems more time-based. If it's, okay, so yeah, that is a good point. If you are doing a workout that's like you are doing bicep curls for 30 seconds, let's just say, if you get done with eight reps in 30 seconds, you can't move on right. until they're done. And you have to, if it's a time thing, you got to wait for it to start too. Like you can't just go to it. That's like, true. Like a lot of times I'll skip the intro, especially if it's one I've done before. I'm like, I've heard the, the spiel, like I'm, I'm good. Like not to be a jerk, but you know. You've heard it, you've heard yeah. it. And so I'm, I'll, I'll hit the skip the intro. I guess I shouldn't apologize. They gave me the opportunity to do it. That's so. right. But so like I've noticed if the coach is doing this with you, you don't have those. I've also noticed if the coach is doing it with you, it seems as if you don't have as many opportunities, or maybe not at all, to swap out a move. That's true. And so, like, so I've been avoiding them because I like to swap out moves. So, especially if the, the barbell move, the, bar, the aforementioned barbell lift, which should be banned. <laughs> <laughs> other people are able to do it just fine, Tom. I I, to, this I, is America. I don't care about other people. Yeah. If I don't like it. It should be banned. <laughs> Like that's Zing. that's America. That's how this works here. And so uh, not in tonal community. So, but I will always swap that out for a goblet squat. Right. Every time. And so when I see when the coach is doing it with me, like I'll start it. I'll be like, and all oh, the worst is when it's like they don't give you that to like day three. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Now I'm done with this program. Like, I'm not going to do it now. I totally dumped well, the program and started. OK, over. so here's a tip, though. You can run through all of the workouts before you start it. Yeah. Now I do that. OK. Yeah. I'm like, don't just jump in. But like, I sometimes don't think to do it. I'm like, oh, this looks good. And then it pops up on me. And I'm like, well, dang it. So yeah. but anyway, I just thought it'd be interesting to hear what you thought. Yeah, I like I like when the coaches rotate through because I guess that's my first experience with Tonal. Mm -hmm. And so it's like almost nostalgic. It feels comforting to me. But also the coaches sometimes do the same moves slightly differently. And I like seeing that. I like seeing how like you can do some of the moves a little bit like just a tiny like turn your arm a little bit differently. And that might be a little more comfortable. No, that's a really good point. Like there's been times, especially because I like I have no knowledge of working out except what Tonal's put in front of me. And so like sometimes if they're doing a stretch or something and somebody you know, it puts their hand on their ankle and somebody puts their hands in front of them. Like I'm all, if they put their hand on their ankle, I'm like, well, that must just be the way you do it. And I better not. I'm like, must do what they I do. Mu- and then I see somebody do it the other way. And I was like, oh, OK, so there's a little bit of wiggle room here. Yeah, like, that's OK. I didn't screw it up. And here's another thing. I believe it's Coach Paul. Mm-hmm. He is the fastest at doing Jump squats. I don't like doing jump squats with him because he makes me feel bad. I can't go as fast as him. And the other instructors go at what I would consider a human pace, whereas Coach Paul is such a good athlete. It's like... I don't know if I've seen him do jump squats. I know Coach Allison is pretty... Well, I haven't seen her do jump squats. Coach Allison... So here's 
Here's Uh-oh. what she'll do. What does she do? She's like, I got this one that I just have banked all the time because it's like a quick cardio thing when I need it. And it's like, you'll do jump squats and like, you'll be on like your fourth set of them. And like, I'm like, okay, I like you start and you're like in sync with her. And then at some point, like she kind of shifts and like, and you are not going to be in sync with her. Because anyone. she's going really and I'm fast. Like, it's the fourth set and you're pulling this shit. Like, <laughs> you should have done that back in set one. I'm like, this is not fair. Like I said, the, like the first couple times I did that, I'm like, oh, like I'm keeping up. Like I feel pretty good about myself. And then she's not even sweating. And I'm, it's just rude. Well, there's, it's just there's, rude. There's another one where you do the, the, you have to like do jumps behind like the lateral bench jumps where yeah. you jump with your feet in theory, in theory. <laughs> Above the level of the bench, right, and right. it's very much a theory. So I tell you what, Coach Woody, good lord, she's like a jackrabbit. How on earth is she getting her feet up in yeah. the air over and over for forty-five seconds straight like that? She's like part reindeer. I don't even know. Yeah. But so I do like when the other instructors come in because they don't make me like. There's differing levels. It's yeah. slight. They're still better than me, but at least well, sure. I have a little hope that I can someday get there. Yes. <laughs> Also, uh, Mashable, which is a pretty big website, yeah. had a review of the Tonal, and they seem to be fans. Yeah. In fact, the bottom line, it says, Tonal is like an at-home personal trainer that gives you weight recommendations, helps you fix your form, and track all your progress. So if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. Yeah. Although some people do check us out before they finally pull the trigger on getting a Tonal. And hello to you. Hi. Um, but it's also nice to see Tonal popping up on major outlets like Mashable. It really is. I love seeing them get the recognition they deserve. I mean, by far, in my opinion, they are the best strength platform out there. Absolutely. Especially for people who don't know what they're doing, like me. I mean, I feel a lot more confident about it now, but yeah. I wouldn't have gotten there without Tonal. No, absolutely. So I just, I'm big fan, big fan. I don't know if you know that. It would be weird if you weren't. It's fair. It's fair. Considering it's a fan podcast. Yes. New tonal content. So we have new content and new coaches. Oh my God. It's so exciting. So June 22nd was the big day. We have a whole five new coaches that are coming at us from the East Coast. There's a whole new schedule and I absolutely adore it. (laughs) Five days a week. You have Monday through Friday. You have so many classes that are live and it's just incredible and so i don't know how they could get much better i don't know they will find a way coach woody's power hour is back it has nine blocks tom (laughs) nine blocks in one power hour it's crazy that seems like a lot yeah it's a really really intense class and i just love that they have these classes to kind of like fill in with you if you're not a person that likes to take programs and you just want to wake up and go to your trainer and do a good workout every day boom they got you yep you don't have to think but there is also tons of new non-live stuff there is there is there's a new program from uh coach allison back at it and it came out at the end of june three times a week it's for beginners so it's great because it kind of it's one of those programs two weeks long helps you get right into strength training and then there's new quick fits we have planes and gains with coach brendan it's a intermediate full body 15 minute workout lean muscle with coach jackson intermediate lower body and it's 12 minutes long and then there's new cardio sweat and succeed with coach gabby this one is full body 30 minutes you're going to get a great sweat on in 30 minutes not to mention new recovery there is a blissful stretch with uh, coach gabby beginner full body 17 minutes and then a new warm-up efficient warm-up with coach pablo and this one is 17 minutes in a full body, which is really, really, really thorough warm up. And then new yoga, all levels, full body, 34 minutes. And it's called Yoga Grounded and a new meditation, Grace Meditation, all levels, full body, 14 minutes. But wait, there's, there's more. more. Also, it came out. What is the date on this one? July so this 5th. one. That's what I thought. OK, so it came out on July 5th. We have uh, Trust Your Strength with Coach Woody. And keep in mind, this is one of the new program pluses. Now, I think that when we're done talking about this, we need to just touch on program pluses and how amazing they are. So this can be for all levels because you can customize it, get lean, and it's four times a week for four weeks. And there's another new program, Beginning Strength Fundamentals with Coach 
Amy. That one is three times a week for four weeks, and it's all about building muscle. And this is perfect if you're coming out of an injury, or you need to take it easy, or you're just getting mobile again. Then we have new active recovery, light leg day with Coach Nicolette. I didn't know she ever had a light leg day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, metabolic boost is a new quick fit. It's 15 minutes full body with Coach Trace. And then glute burnout with Coach Paul. That is a lower body 10 minute advanced. Then core essentials with Coach Nicolette. That is a beginner core. New cardio, cardio. It's core and cardio challenge with Coach Jackson. And then cardio for all with Coach Nicolette. That's 15 minutes. Not to mention there's new mobility. Coach Liz, 15 minute full body. And then beach bar with Coach Gabby. That one's 15 minutes. Uh, new yoga, 22 minutes, escape and exhale. And then calm connection with Coach Francis, also full body, 16 minutes. So there's a billion options. So yeah, programs plus. Oh my God. I love these things. Let me tell you, first, you can pick whether you want beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Then every single workout, you can adjust that. So let's say you start off today and you're like intermediate. Okay, well, tomorrow you may not be feeling it. Tomorrow's a beginner day and that's okay. And it switches, it actually switches, it dynamically changes the workouts that are going to be in that workout. Not to mention, you can change the duration anywhere from the shortest. It has like four different options for every single workout. So if you're feeling extra, you can do an advanced, the longest setting. It's going to be like 75 minutes. You might die, but <laughs> it's going to be a fabulous workout. Or you can be like, you know what? I've only got 30 minutes today. What can I knock that out? That came in handy for you the other day. It you were super busy did. and you were and you didn't want to skip a day in your program, but you're like, oh, I can just dial this back to 30 minutes and at least I got something in. Yeah, you can get back to it. I think I would have just not done anything that day if I didn't have that option. And it made me feel good because otherwise, if I did a workout, I would have had to do a different workout before. And this allowed me to stay in the program, make progress on what I was doing and still feel like I got a fantastic workout on plan. So it checked all the boxes. Absolutely. It's a great addition. It is very exciting. I think they have like six of those programs now. Instructors in the news. So there was a really nice post from Coach Jackson about his mother. Yeah, he talked about working out like your life depends on it. And I guess his mom sadly passed away in 2021 when she was 70 years old. And I guess she had a lot of different health issues, high blood pressure, heart disease, sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, anxiety and depression. And he felt like that, you know, over time, he tried so hard to encourage her to work out. And he just didn't know how to help her take her health and fitness more seriously. She was obviously a wonderful mother to him despite that, but he wanted to help her with that. And he wishes that like she could have had access to a tonal back whenever she was younger. Would it have helped? Would it have made a difference? And he talked through all of the different kind of facts that go into how heart disease is a leading cause of death for men and women. And there are so many problems that we can overcome just by moving, whether it's cardio, whether it's strength, just move. And I think that it's a very, very positive message. He ends it by saying, as I said earlier, I couldn't save my mom. All I can do now is prevent as many people as possible from suffering the way she did and the way my family has as a result. I'll never forget what she said to me in her final days. She said, Jackson, I want you to learn from my mistakes. I have and now I want you to do the same. So work out today like your life depends on it because it does. Heart emoji. Yeah. From 70s not that old no my dad just turned 70 that makes me so sad oh (sighs) yep it is good incentive for all of us to keep moving and keep working out and i really appreciate that he shared such a heartfelt vulnerable post about his mom yes absolutely tonal talks So we talked earlier about the new coaches, but if you just can't get enough of them or if you haven't gotten any of them yet, (laughs) but you want to find out who they are, there was a tonal talk for you. 
and actually, this tonal talk is taking place at the end of July. Oh, so normally we've missed them and they're in the past tense. <laughs> I know, I know. I've been looking forward to this one, so I pulled it. I pulled it out because they knew it was coming. And it has all of the New York City coaches. They're going to all be there together. Wednesday, July 27th, 7 p.m. Central, because we're in the Central Time Zone. For all you California folks, that's 5 p.m. for you. Gotcha. 8 p.m. for the East Coast. It'll probably be the second most important tonal talk they've ever done. Right after yours? Right Is after, that what you're saying? Well, ours. We, you were on there, too. I mean, it was pretty much just about you, though. <laughs> <laughs> tonal Book Club. We have another new book for people, or we don't, but Tonal does. <laughs> Tonal does. And we'll does. talk about it. <laughs> yes, we will. And because there is a new community challenge this month in July, there's also a new book, and it is called How to Grow by Marcus Bridgewater. Don't forget, there's a whole group where you can follow the Tonal Book Club, and you can read along and answer questions together with everyone there. In case you missed it. Now, see, this is a good example of a tonal talk that already occurred, Tom. Okay. <laughs> this one happened on June 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 o'clock Central time. And it was all about celebrating Pride Month, paths to motherhoods, and being the strongest as moms. It happened. This was part of the Tonal Mom group. And so that is where it took place. And they were talking to special guests Jenna Glazer and Elise Bacolis. So very, very cool. Tonal birthdays. There was not one, but two birthdays to talk about. And see, this is because we have those new coaches. We have Christina Centenari. Centenari. I'm going to have to know all the coaches' <laughs> names again. Uh, Christina. So Christina. Yeah. Well, and she's she's one of the new New York coaches, and her birthday was June 27th. And Coach Nicolette. Also on June 27th, our beloved Coach Nicolette. What are the odds? I know. It's one in 365. Precisely. Those, those are the odds. Yep. Yeah. Someone's going to say two in 365, but actually it's one in 365 because one date stationary, right? So Tom, we do. No, we're not doing math on here. Okay. Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> You're going to have to do your own little math podcast. And also keep in mind, I am a mass communications major. Right. Which is why we should not be talking about <laughs> math. <laughs> Checking in with the Tonal Community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Stacy Sims, MSc, PhD. She's a forward-thinking international exercise physiologist and nutrition scientist who aims to revolutionize exercise, nutrition, and performance for women. She's directed research programs at Stanford, AUT University, and the University of Waikato focusing on female athlete health and performance and pushing the dogma to improve research on all women. And you might know her from her TED Talk, Women Are Not Small Men, or her hit book, Roar. It's Stacey Sims. Hello. Hello. Sorry, Dr. Stacey Sims. Yes, yes. Very important ah, distinction. You did the thing. I look around like, who's that person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not only your book, Roar, which I loved, by the way, but your new book, Level Up, it's Awesome. Awesome. Next level. Thanks. I haven't read Roar, but I feel like I have. Because I talk about it all the time. <laughs> every three pages, Crystal would give me the recap. <laughs> You're welcome. She'd be like, get a load of this. <laughs> I think... She gave I, you the cliff notes. I yes. did. I did. I think the research you were doing is absolutely fabulous. I feel like I have been looking for your information my entire life. And I'm a person that as I go through my monthly cycle, I struggle so much. I get anxiety. I get the depression. I get all of the things. And I never realized that there were things that I could do to offset any of that. And as I'm getting older, I haven't been officially diagnosed, but I feel like I'm in perimenopause. And my husband laughs at me because he says... I laugh because... <laughs> hang on. I, I look like I'm just being a total like normal dude being a jerk. I laugh because she's been saying this to me since the day we've met and we've been together for over a decade. And I was like, it can't Okay. <laughs> you never know. You never know. All I know is my cycles have changed. Last 15 years. Thank you. Yeah, Thank so. you. A doctor said it, Tom. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> I don't want to set a marital dispute, but I'll solve it for you. You'd be 15 years old. <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> so I was overjoyed when I found out that you were working with Tonal's and like their Tonal Strength Institute. And I'm a Tonal user. I've been using my Tonal for like two years now. We've had the podcast for around that time. I guess it's been about 18 months and absolutely adore it. How did you get involved with the Tonal Strength Institute? How did that come to be? So Molly Ruderbeck is our senior content advisor. And through the years, we've done a lot of work through freelance stuff. And I've known her forever. And they were looking for someone who specialized in female athletes, understood the lifespan. And Molly's like, I know the person. If you haven't heard of her, it's a shame because here's her book. Here she is. And then I got an email from Troy going, yeah, so we're really interested in all the stuff that you do. And we're putting together this advisory board and wanted to know if you'd want to be in on it. And I was like, well, as a matter of fact, yes, because it's a fantastic platform and you have a lot of women that use it. And let's make sure that the women are doing what they should be doing. So, yeah, it's exciting to see everything that's happening with Tonal and how rapidly they're growing and changing and the uptake and the success stories of it all. So, yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. I love hearing that. I was always the person who went to the gym and felt very intimidated by the weight section. So Tonal has completely changed my life in that regard. So I've been super excited to be able to use it. Now, I know that you were saying you do not personally get to have a Tonal, but that's because you typically are in New Zealand, right? And so they don't have Tonals outside of America just yet. Exactly. Exactly. We are lucky enough to commandeer one (laughs) for the lab because we're doing research, but the lab is two hours north of where I live. So I was like, hmm, do I get it delivered to my house or do I actually use it for research? (laughs) Like one of the perks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So So they were like, it's for research. Oh, okay. But when I do get up to the lab, it's great because I'm like, I'm using it. I got (laughs) to test it out. (laughs) So New Zealand doesn't have tonals, doesn't have COVID. It has COVID, but no tonals. No tonals. (laughs) True. True. What sort of research do you do like on it with a tonal from a day-to-day standpoint? Like I'm just trying to envision what that looks like. We have a couple of projects going. One is actually looking at feedback for like novice individuals who have no background whatsoever in strength training. And a lot of the feedback cues that are already available are all what work for men, what motivates men. So we want to really understand how a woman who approaches tonal or an AI type strength training machine and gets feedback and cues, what's going to motivate her, what's going to keep her uninjured. So that's one of our, we're looking at comparing personal trainers versus videos versus personal feedback cues and kind of collecting that to see what gives the best results. And then another project that we are getting ready to start is in the peri and postmenopausal set, looking at protocols and traditional strength training, like the three by tens versus power-based training and seeing what the outcomes are. Because the goal for Tonal is to have specific programs based on age group and where you are in your life. So if you're a novice and you're completely like, I have no idea where to start, they do that well, but we want to really dial it in to have more of a positive kind of scope on that. And then for like, we know that power-based training is really good for peri and postmenopausal women. But when you approach the tonal or approach any kind of strength anywhere in the gym, the tonal, anything else, no one tells a perimenopausal woman, you're going to do much better lifting heavy and doing a three by five rather than doing your eight by 10 arms program. So really trying to have definitive data to show longitudinally what happens when you do a traditional program that's been instigated through the male protocol, the male lens that people just kind of status quo to something that's actually dialed into a woman in her particular phase of life. That's fascinating. It is fascinating. So with the first one you talked about in terms of like changing some of the feedback so it might be more helpful for women, has there been any like obvious low-hanging fruit of like something like a tweak that you would suggest? Yeah. I mean, one of the obvious low-hanging fruit is the language that you use. So when I first worked or started with Tonal and was looking at their programs, they have things like lean up, lose weight, and all those things that don't represent an end goal or empowerment. And I work with a sociologist who's a close friend and colleague, and we're always looking at the nuances of language, especially when you're entering into a masculine environment. 
So the first low hanging fruit is just looking at the positivity around the language and not instigating a masculine trait in that feedback. Because like Crystal was saying, she avoided the gym because it was so uncomfortable for her. But when you walk into a gym, it's set up that way. Like all the masculine aspects and the big like testosterone laden things are like in the back corner of the squat rack. And that's where you see all the guys and women are all in the cardiovascular machines. And even in the intake form, they'll ask the guys, what are your goals to build muscle, to bulk up, to get powerful. But for the women, it's lose weight, tone up. And it's this huge dichotomy right there when you're looking at the intake and that's how the gyms are set up. So when you're taking that kind of representation into a home gym, you don't want the same feeling. So this is where we're looking at, okay, what's the language? What's the feedback? What kind of protocols? How do we say what is an end result? What is failure? What does failure look like? What does failure feel like? What kinds of recovery do we need? Because we know that women need less recovery between reps and sets than men do. So what does that look like? So it's just a whole new looking from a female environment and a female language to improve everybody's experience. Wow. Yeah. And I will say as a guy, I don't like that part of the gym either. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> no, so That's I'm like, right. No, I'm just like, so yeah, like You're I like supposed to be at home there. Yeah, he's not at I'm all. Not. He's never been a person yeah. who worked out until we got the tonal. Like yeah. tonal is the first workout Tom has ever done ever. in his life. It's so 51. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have been. That's a good success story right there. It is. It is. And he's like totally lost 70 pounds in the last year and a half, almost two years now. And he's gotten so much stronger. Nice. And not just, I mean, the scale is the easy metric, but like also just like compositionally, like I've been this thin before, but I didn't look like this in a good way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really has made a difference in that regard. I am super fascinated by your new book, The Next Level. I have been devouring it. And one of the questions I had for you, this is just super curiosity on my part. You always have these like makeovers that you have in the middle of the book and you talk about how you work with people specifically to help them. And I'm really curious, who actually gets to work with you? You're so busy. Like, how do these people get chosen? I feel like there has to be a lottery or something. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. I am particular. Sure. I'll work with the bulk of it is Olympic athletes, especially in the toxic Olympic training center environment where they're looking outside for help. But I work with a lot of women who approach me and have gone through breast cancer, have some kind of economic issue, or I work with another woman who heads up the oncology unit at one of the major hospitals because she's learning so she can pass it on. So it's always looking like how big a reach can I get with these people? So if they are a touch point for lots of others, then I'm like, okay, this is great. It's a self-facilitating, it's a teaching moment, so then you can carry it on. Oh, that's fabulous. That's wonderful. I love how you choose. That's great. Mm, Planting seeds. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Also, I have been super fascinated by the different adaptogens that you talk about in the book. So you have this whole section where you talk through about all the different kinds there are and you kind of suggest like, here's a good starter one. Here's a good one, depending on your goals, that kind of thing. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on all of the different products that have been coming to market. One such that I'm thinking of off the top of my head is called Hop Water. And it's made to be like a drink that is an alcoholic drink, but there's no alcohol in it. But it gives you kind of this relaxed feeling, which I can't tell if that's totally in my head that that actually works or not. But I love that stuff. Do you think (laughs) that products like that are helpful to people, even though they're not like specific to a woman who's trying to reach a certain goal? What do you think about that? There is a lot of marketing dollars and not a lot of science. And almost every product that's out there, I always say that marketing is stronger than science when it comes to products. For something like hot water, it could be theanalanine, which is something that helps promote sleep. So it can be a component that's within the hops or in the water. But when we're looking at like the phytochemicals in plants, This is where I always turn to, okay, what's been really researched? Because you can look and like you go to even Whole Foods or another grocery store and you see all the products that are there. And I go in there, I'm like, that's... that's (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking, I'm like, where is the one? And so sometimes I like see people picking stuff up and I just want to be like, no, stop, put it back on the shelf. It doesn't work. (laughs) She's like Donald Sutherland yeah. at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there are some things that work. It's just really, really difficult to pull it apart because everyone has the marketing claim based on science and this works and that works, but most of it's not true. Wow. That's, I'm not really surprised by that, I guess, but I am fascinated by it because I want to start trying some of that stuff for myself for sleeping better and having energy and things like that. And I'm really curious about all the adaptogens. Is it best then to get them? I remember in the book, you said, try to find things that are like from a really good source, but it's kind of tough to find things that you can trust. To your point, there's so many marketing claims yeah. out there. So do you have any yeah. tips on how people can find Items that actually, you can go, yeah, you can go to the NSF, which is the WADA site, and look and see which ones are clean or not. You can use Consumer Reports. There are some really good brands, like the Gaia brand is good, Clinicians brand is good, Momentus. They're starting to come out with their own products as well, and they're very high grade pharmaceutical grade pure products. Even now, the NOW brand that is relatively inexpensive. They're very clean and very good. And the best way to really figure it out, I mean, the U.S. has uh, Labdoor is one that you can go to and check out. Examine.com is another one that vets things and looks at things. Like I said, Consumer Reports, the WADA website, and then a lot of pharmacists know, especially with adaptogens, because they are relative pharmaceutical agent, then they will have some idea of what you're looking for and what works. I'm kind of just fascinated by the fact that I never heard of adaptogens until the last two or three years, and they've been around forever. I just think I that's fascinating. How is that even possible? I know. <laughs> because they don't make a lot of money through the pharmaceutical people didn't invent it and have a big patent on it and make a lot of money from it. That's why. Fair enough. They're just plants. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into this realm? I'm like, was 10-year-old Stacy like, I want to be an international exercise physiologist or... Was there a, no. a path? How did I get involved in this? <laughs> now, initially, I wanted to be a chef, but my parents were like, oh, no, 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 no chef life for you. You have to go to university. And so I was like, eh. I went and started Purdue as a poli sci French major, but fell asleep in every poli sci class. Oh. And my friend was like, hey, you're an athlete. You should get into X Phys. So I was like, okay. So then I got into the X Phys program and I was like, this is where I need to be. But at the same time, being an athlete and going, hey, wait, some of the stuff that we're learning doesn't make sense because it doesn't transfer. It doesn't really relate. So I've always been the kind of kid that asks questions. So when I got to university and found something that I really liked and I was expecting to find the answers and couldn't find them, then I kept asking why, 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 and got questions pushed back to me saying, well, why do you want to study women? We don't know enough about men. Well, women are the same as men. So we just use this data and generalize it over and we don't study women because of a menstrual cycle. So all these kinds of things didn't sit well. And yeah. so that kind of planted the seed when I was an undergrad to keep pushing from an academic perspective, but also as a selfish athlete, because I wanted to be able to perform at my top level. And then when I'm racing professionally and I'm working with other professionals and then eventually working with Olympians, it's like, we got to find the best for these guys too. And the current protocols across the board between training, nutrition, recovery is all based on a cis male who's 18 to 22 years old, which does not relate to so many people in the world. So yeah, it was a selfish and a questionable drive that started, oh, so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness. Yeah. Thank well, goodness. Do math. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while back. <laughs> Just, it's yeah. a good thing you didn't throw out culinary school as an option. That was my first thought. Like culinary school there, that counts as college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what would you say is the most exciting feature about Tonal? Oh, gosh. I like the eccentric load because I don't think people know what that feels like. So it really stops momentum because when you see things like CrossFit, I am a box fitness fan like I've been going for many years. But they use momentum. And when I come from a background of no momentum, strict pull-ups, really controlled movement, and then you see the games or something and everyone's using momentum, it's like, wait, I don't think they actually are strong. They know gymnastics really well. But then when you get on the tonal and you have to use the eccentric load, you're like, oh my gosh, this is what it means not to be strong. 
And then people start using it and they learn how to control movements and they are loading their muscles in a different way than what they would if they were in the gym. They get stronger and stay uninjured. So I think that's one of the most exciting features about it is the ability to really tax the muscle in a different way to get strong and stay uninjured. Oh, I love that. And I'm also curious, I know that in your books, you direct a lot of your advice towards active women because you are one yourself and that tends to be who you coach. If you had somebody come to you who was new to everything, new to fitness, new to trying to eat more, not less, things like that, what would be yeah. like the most basic advice that you would give to them? Here's where you start. Here's where you start. We start by looking at mechanics and functional motion to get you into resistance training. That would be like, I don't want people to be overwhelmed and be like, oh my gosh, I have to do all this high intensity work. I'm not very fit with that. I'm afraid of that. But basic modality and functional work in your house to learn how to move and how to get strong through movement is the baseline. And then we start looking at, okay, what does it mean to fuel for activity? Because I'm not one who likes to count calories. I'm not one about macros. I'm like, we look at the stress in your life. Where are the stress points in your life? One of the biggest stressors is physical activity. So let's fuel for that and recover from it. And if you have a very stressful day, we have to make sure that we're adequately fueled throughout the day so that you can manage that stress. Because if we're able to mitigate stress and manage that stress, then your body has a whole room for adaptation from physical activity to cognitive ability to balance all of these things that we want for health as well as performance. That makes sense. Yeah. That just seems overwhelming to try to quantify all those different areas. That's why you have a specialist. I know. That's why (laughs) I'm just here to make jokes. So like, that's why I do what I do, because I can't even begin to fathom how you start to pick apart something like that. If we have someone who like someone goes, I know I need to build some muscle. I need to get fit. I don't really know where to start. Then we would start with a 10 minute program of something like Aaron Carson has a lot of programs from basic functional fitness. So having the video to understand, working with them, they can use an iPhone to capture pictures or mirror or just personal for 10 minutes a day, looking at how they squat, how they have an overhead motion, how they hinge. So making sure that all the joints are working properly. And then we start adding bands and there's a little bit of resistance in the band. So then they are feeling what that motion feels like against resistance. So it's all just a buildup because if we teach the basic mechanics and it can be up to three months of trying to phase someone into doing things properly, as they're starting to be more aware of their body and how their body moves, it feeds forward to then wanting to go park further away and walk places or take the stairs instead of the elevator. And it feeds forward into those daily habits because now they're more spatially aware of how their body moves and how they feel. So it is a big buildup when someone's first coming in. And I don't like to throw someone into high intensity or you have to do that 20 to 30 minutes of walking and that kind of stuff because it's uncomfortable. And the idea of lifetime fitness is to make it somewhat challenging, but not uncomfortable where people don't want to go back. It's same as when you start running, you always stop before it feels too bad so that you're like, okay, I did that. I can do it again. It is a slow buildup and a slow phase in, but always starting with the mechanics and how the body moves. Super important, especially with the eye of aging, because if we're looking at functional movement, how the body moves, and then we're adding load, it helps when you get older and say you slip and you accidentally step down off the curb. Instead of falling and breaking something, you have the ability to stop and pull back. And so those are the things that I think about. It's like, okay, right now you're in your 40s and you get strong and you want to get fit. But what are the mechanics that we need to do so that when you're 80, you can still keep doing this? Yeah. Yeah. That's so inspiring. This is a completely selfish question because I am a runner. I'm trying to be a runner. I'm not a runner, but I am trying to be one. You run a lot for somebody who's not a runner. (laughs) (laughs) I run so slow, though. I'm curious if there is hope for me to actually get faster. I try to do like one day of speed work and then I try to do like my nice slow day where I'm just nice, easy. But my heart rate gets up so high, like even when I'm trying to take it easy and go slow. And like sometimes I feel like this is just never going to actually get faster. I'm just always going to be at this like 15, 16 minute pace forever. (laughs) 
This is where we talk about polarizing our training. I mean, we have elite athletes who have to go back and learn this too. I've had to go back and learn it because I've had hip surgeries and stuff and then had to relearn how to run. You have to go super, super slow where it's like embarrassingly slow. And that's the bulk of your training. So you don't have a high heart rate. You're not in moderate intensity zone. You're like, oh, I might have to walk up this little rise in the road because I need to keep my heart rate down. And then you have specific days where you're doing sprint interval training, where you're going full gas for 20, 30 seconds, like that top, top end, because that's working that very top end to improve your ability to withstand that faster pace. So over time, your really slow, slow pace at a particular heart rate actually gets faster at that same heart rate. And again, it could take six months or so just to make sure that you're polarizing. Because a lot of women will be like, I'm going so slow. But when you actually look at where they're working, they're in that 80% zone, which is too hard to be easy to actually get that benefit. And it's way too easy to be hard to allow them to get the adaptations to get faster. So it is really polarizing. I have people use heart rate monitors to know what it means to go slow, not to go fast. Wow. That's crazy. So like, this might not be anything that you would know, but like, do you have any idea how they figured that out? Like, who's the person that's like, I want to go really fast, so I'll go really slow. That'll fix it. Yeah. The Norwegians. <laughs> <laughs> really? And how did the they? The Norwegians have, yeah. How they figure it out? Yeah. Because it's such a small country and they have very tight sports science programs and they have the availability of doing a lot of experimentation, they figured out that if you do the bulk of your training really, really slow, it reduces injury and gives you a big aerobic base. But then at the same time, when they start to do lactate training, so that's holding a running pace right around where your body starts to become anaerobic and then drop it back and then build it up and drop it back. And they're actually using blood tests every 400 meters to make sure you stay in that zone. And slowly they're like, okay, well, all this base stuff, now your body's not producing lactate at that pace. We need to bump you up. So they're like, wait, there's something here. So then they're like, okay, let's keep this low. And then we'll do the high intensity that really boosts the lactate. And then we'll do some more threshold work. So they were just playing around. And then that's how it was figured out that you really have to polarize in order for your body to understand what the dynamics are, to have a wider range to move in order to settle into a faster pace. So then are some people like naturally fast or did they accidentally do that as a child somehow? And that's why they're Ben Johnson. No, there's definitely a genetic component to it for sure. And we know that there are fiber type and, and, and other environmental factors that come into it. But if you have the right training protocol and you work hard, then you can still be fast. Wow. Yeah. It's so counterintuitive. It is. It's like, I need to lose weight. Let's stop by McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sounds a way, doesn't it? But yeah. the other thing is a lot of women say, I need to lose weight and they don't eat enough. And then when they start right. eating more, they lose weight. Well, it's totally it's true. the type of food. I wouldn't suggest McDonald's. Sure. I could possibly suggest You're not fun. eating more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's lots of good carbs you can eat yes. that are very helpful. Yes. And so... I have had to learn that the hard way. I used to work out five times a week and five to six times a week. And I was only eating like 1100 calories a day and I could not lose weight for anything and uh, totally yep. changed everything up and started eating more. And then I was able to lose the weight. So there's a lot of things like that that are counterintuitive. I like how you talk about in the book, too, about how as women get older, we need to have more protein and that the protein timing is super important as well. And it looked to me like when I was reading it, that it's kind of you're increasing protein by quite a bit, like going from a one factor to a two times a factor. Like, so if, if you're normally eating 1.3, by the time you start to get a little older, you should start looking at two times. Is that correct? Yeah. And the current protein recommendations for women are actually based on sedentary old men. So when you start really looking at what premenopausal recreationally active women need, they need one and a half times what the daily rec is. And so when you start looking at when women are getting older and they're active, because we have more anabolic resistance, so that means we need more protein and more mechanical work to actually stimulate lean mass, then we need more protein. And the timing of that is really important too, because with women, we come back down to a baseline um, resting metabolism so much faster than men. 
So if we're looking at how our bodies fuel, we need to eat something before because we do better fed. And it's all about amino acids and how many amino acids are available. And as we get older, we need more protein. Again, not intuitive, super fascinating. (laughs) And there's a lot of pushback too. They're like, I can't eat that much protein. It's so much protein. And then when you look at what they're actually eating, they're in that 1,100, 1,500 calorie range and they're not eating enough anyway. So if you slowly increase the protein, their calories come up and then they start feeling amazing. Carbohydrate comes into play with that too, but definitely need to at least hit that one and a half times what the recommendation is just to be able to hit what a female athlete needs. And remember, you're an athlete if you exercise on purpose. Ah, that's how you define it. I like that. That's a good definition. It is. Yeah. So I'm an athlete. She said so. (laughs) That means you are too, Tom. Oh, no. I don't. No. You're a power athlete because you do so much tonal training. There Uh, you go. I don't like the sports. (laughs) (laughs) My question is like, because I hear people talk about like that workout all the time. We addressed this before about endorphins and how much they enjoy it. And so my question is after almost two years of this now, will I ever like it? He doesn't get endorphins. Yeah. Endorphins come more from fuel depleting type work, like the running and the work and the high intensity sprint work, not so much from the strength training. But the question is, how do you feel? Do you like how you feel? I do. I like day to day basis. Yeah. I like the results. And it's funny, like I don't tend to notice stuff that much. Which is why my first marriage lasted as long as it did. And so <laughs> Crystal will notice things for me. So, I do. So she'll be like, hey, we just had to run back to the car because you forgot something. And now we're going back to where we were. And a year ago, you would be curled up in a fetal position. <laughs> my second favorite position. And But I don't tend to notice stuff like that. But it's definitely there. Like when she points it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a real thing. Yeah. There you go. He does. He does like it. And whenever I show him pictures from two years ago compared to now, it's night and day. And he is like, oh, I'm that person. How'd that happen? (laughs) Yeah. If we were to take the tonal away, how would you feel? That's the other question. Oh, that is a good question. (laughs) Yeah. I would want to buy another one then, I guess. (laughs) Maybe you like it more than you thought. Yes. I mean, I like the results, but I don't enjoy the act of doing it, of the exercise. And that's frustrating. I would like to. I don't know if anybody really does. Okay, so they've all been lying. I don't know if anybody really likes that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Like you learn that and you learn to compartmentalize that pain and uncomfortableness. Then that's one of the mental skills successful professional athletes have to develop is how to compartmentalize and be able to push through that. But I don't think anyone really likes the feeling of pain and discomfort. I don't think I have all those shirts that say it though. (laughs) (laughs) Marketing. It's back crazy. to marketing. Yeah. <laughs> marketing. <laughs> Money in marketing. <laughs> so I'm curious, do you have any advice for people who are just getting started in tonal in general? Is there anything you would share with them? Start easy. Definitely. Do the like 10 minute programs, do a lot of the assessments and learn where you are and then build from there. And they have a lot of good like one month to three month programs. So you start easy, build your way up. And if you're not feeling it and you are like, I just really don't have the energy for this today, then don't just do mobility work instead. That's awesome. That is good advice. That's accidentally what I did. (laughs) That is accidentally what you did. (laughs) And you're still doing it two years later. (laughs) Yeah. Like at the beginning, I was like, I'll just do the short ones. And I was like, I'll be out of here in like 25 minutes. And then now when I go down to pick one, I like if it's under 45, I just feel like, well, that's a waste of time. Like, I'm already <laughs> down here doing it. I might as well spend the extra 10 and do something, quote unquote, real. Yeah, 20 minutes is great. Yeah. And if you have 10 minutes a day, that's even great, too. Yeah. So it's all about small doses. But if you do have the availability to do a longer one, then that's bad. You know, it's really funny is the very first time Tom ever used the tonal. He <laughs> <Shoot>. did. The- <laughs> She loves to tell us. I do. He had never worked out. You got to remember that. And he was just like, I'll just try this tonal thing. So he did the assessment. He promptly put the handles down, laid down on the ground and went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Just out. Nice. Maybe that was your endorphins. Sleepy. Sleepy time. Yeah. Well, I guess we don't want to keep you too long. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing all this wonderful information with us. It's been fascinating. 
before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you and find your books and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. So our website, drstacysimmons.com has everything that I'm up to from research angle to industry stuff, to our courses, all that kind of stuff. And then social media, Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Stacy Sims. And then you can get both books. If you tend to go for local retailers, do that. They can get them for you if it's not already on the shelf. But if you are part of the conglomerate, then you can also go Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank Thank you you so much. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Tonal Community Leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash Superset Podcast. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and don't forget you can watch all of these episodes on YouTube. So that's it for this one. Thanks for checking us out. Until next time, keep lifting. Smart handle, smart car, smart tree. There you are, customized, make it right. AI, form and vibe, super set will show you what it's all The Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.